Hello and welcome everybody to the How to Make Maple Syrup podcast. In this podcast series, we're going to talk about why you should or shouldn't be listening to this podcast, how to make maple syrup, including the harvesting, boiling, and bottling, and then get into some of the detailed information you will need to know to start your own traditions and to make delicious maple syrup for yourself. So I hope you stick with us. Cue the intro music. want to start by telling you a story. And this is a story from when I was a little kid. My name is Richard Tomlinson. You can call me Rich. And when I was about eight years old, we lived on the edge of a small town, about a one acre lot, maybe a little less, relatively small. But we had about 15 or 20 huge silver maple trees in our yard. And there were four things that I loved about those maple trees. The first was that we had a zip line. It was about 20 feet long. It wasn't very long, but we would spend hours and hours as kids, myself and my brothers and my little sister, zipping along that zip line between two of these silver maple trees. Another thing we had was a tree fort that was built in one of these large silver maple trees. Number three, raking huge piles of leaves in the fall and jumping in these leaves and playing in these leaves and then getting little bits of leaves into your eye and running into the house screaming because you need to get that out. Um, but the thing that I liked the most about these maple trees was harvesting the sap for maple syrup every spring. And I can vividly remember going out one cold spring day with my two older brothers and my little sister and my one older brother, you know, too, co too cool to wear a coat. So he's standing there shivering. And my dad has this old-fashioned drill. You've kind of seen them. You you hold the back and then you crank the middle in order to uh, drill a hole. And we're all standing around one of these maple trees and my dad is drilling a hole into one of the trees and uh, clearing out the, the sawdust that's that's made there and then taking an aluminum, like probably a cast aluminum spile out of his bag and then tapping that into the tree with a hammer and then within a few seconds, drops of this clear, cool sap were dripping out. And it was like it was just coming out of nowhere, like sugar water coming out of wood. How cool is that for a kid? And I remember we would catch those drips of sweet sap on our tongues, and it was cold and, and just a little bit sweet. Anyway, that was a sweet memory, and we would collect that sap all spring and keep it in buckets in the snowbank on the north side of the house in the shade until boiling time. And then, when that time came, when we had amassed enough of that sugary sap, my dad had a 55-gallon drum that was cut in half. It was cut in half the long way, and we would help him put that up on cinder blocks and then fill that up with gallons of this sap. It looked just like water at first. And then we'd light a fire under it. And we'd let that fire burn and boil all day long. And we'd play out in the snow and warm up by the fire and uh, playing all kinds of games. And then we would smell this sweet, misty steam that would waft by every now and then and, and smell like warm syrup. And that was incredible. Anyway, that's the end of the story. And those were always sweet memories for me. And now that I'm a dad, I enjoy tapping maple trees with my kids. And so the purpose of this podcast 
is to talk about how to make maple syrup. And I am by no means an expert. I want to get that out of the way right away. If you're trying to start a commercial maple syrup operation factory in order to get rich, you should listen to a different podcast, not this one. But I have done this for many years as a kid, helping my folks, and now as an adult with my kids helping me. And I've made a lot of mistakes over the years, and I've done a few things right. And I want to transmit that knowledge as best I can to you so that you can begin to form your own traditions and memories and good times with your family. So um, we always had a lot of fun and good memories, and we ended up with enough maple syrup for our family and our extended family and friends for the entire year. And so that's what I want to give to you as well. So by the time you're done listening to this podcast series, I think it's probably going to be about five or six episodes here, you will know everything you need to know to get started in maple sugaring. That's my goal for you. So before we be begin, I just want to go through a little bit of the history of maple syrup. Not too, not too much time here, but um, the indigenous people living in northeastern North America were the first groups known to have produced maple syrup and maple sugar. And, you know, there's various legends that exist around how this first started, but one of the most popular ones involves maple sap being used in place of water in order to cook venison that was then served to the chief. And these indigenous tribes developed rituals around sugar making, celebrating the sugar moon, that's the first full moon of spring, with a maple dance. And the another, another interesting thing was that the Algonquin Indian tribe recognized maple sap as a source of energy and nutrition. And at the beginning of the spring thaw, they would harvest the sap by making V shaped incisions in the tree trunks and then insert a bit of a reed um, to run the sap into buckets and often these buckets were made from birch bark then that maple sap was concentrated either by dropping hot cooking stones into the buckets or by leaving them exposed to the cold temperatures overnight and taking that ice layer that would form on the top and removing that which is primarily water to slowly concentrate down that maple sap to its more sugary form so anyway, that's a bit about the history of maple syrup. In the second episode that we're going to have next, we'll be getting into the specifics of exactly how to tap trees for maple syrup. I'll go through the supplies that you need, the supplies that I use, and then we'll go through the exact process that I use to harvest sap. In episode three, We'll talk about how to perform the boiling step, including how long it takes, how much it's going to cost, things you need, uh, whether you should use a wood fire, propane, that kind of thing. Episode four, we'll be spent talking about how to perfect the finishing boil and doing the bottling. I dedicate an entire episode to this because it is arguably the trickiest part to get just right, but it doesn't have to be. And after that episode, you will be able to finish maple syrup like a pro including knowing exactly when it's done. No guesswork here. Finally, in episode five, I'll give you a really quick way that you can try out making maple syrup on your own using a Bic pen, some wire, and a milk jug, and then your own kitchen. Oh yes, we're going to go full MacGyver on this thing. So as long as you have access to at least one maple tree, I'm going to give you a way that you can try out the process of making maple syrup 
yourself at virtually no cost. And then you can maybe make enough maple syrup for one or two pancakes. And I'm pretty sure after you taste that syrup that you have made by yourself with your own maple tree and your own hands, you will be hooked. So don't listen to this series of podcasts if you don't want to get addicted. You will love it. And you will get a chance to try it out before you invest in any equipment. After that, I'm going to go through what it costs me when I got started, what equipment I use. Okay, for this segment, I have a special guest, my daughter, Rachel. And Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about what you like about collecting and making maple syrup? Well, one of the things is just everyone has a job and everyone does it. And when they do, it, everything just goes really smoothly. And yeah. So what are some of your favorite memories from the past year, say, of just some of the steps that we go through when we're making the syrup? Just walking down to start tapping and collecting jugs and walking down in the morning and evening. So we usually collect sap morning and evening, right? Yeah, to make sure they're not overflowing, not wasting any sap or anything like that. And so how do we usually get down to the sugar bush or the place where we collect all the sap? Well, we usually cross-country ski down, and that's kind of a fun memory just to collecting the sap and then coming back and starting the boiling process then. How about snowmobiling? Yeah, that's pretty fun too, <laughs> dragging the cart down and on the skis and makes it a little easier and faster to yeah. do that. So when we're boiling the sap and that steam is coming off, I really like that smell. Is that something you like too? Or Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's like entering a new season that smells just around then always in that season, I guess. And then lastly, I just want to talk about, like, do you actually like the way maple syrup tastes? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. French toast, pancakes, waffles, it tastes really good. Do you prefer the... 100% pure maple syrup we make or the like store-bought variety? I like the maple syrup we make. It's... <laughs> you hesitated. They're both good. Yeah. But, but yeah. I do like the, yeah, you like the, the stuff we make. Yeah, it's pretty good. Knowing you made it, it makes you feel good. Yeah, you saw that go all the way from sap all the way to syrup. Yeah, and when you taste it when it's sap and then you taste it when it's syrup, it's kind of cool to see the transformation all just boiling and everything so yeah i agree well thanks for joining us and we'll head back to our regular segment now thanks rachel bye so please stay tuned and check out the next episode i would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave a review from wherever you download your podcasts from it would really help to get the word out and i would be ever so appreciative and thankful to you for doing that Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next time.